Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Quiz Kids, presented by the makers of Alka-Seltzer and one-a-day brand vitamins. If a brick weighs one pound plus one half brick, how much does the brick weigh? That's the first question for the Quiz Kids tonight. I wonder if you folks at home can work it out before the children get their hands up. Well, you'd better work fast because here they are, the Quiz Kids. In addition to a lot of tricky questions like the one you just heard, we have a special guest from Hollywood on our show tonight. And here's our teacher to tell you all about it. The chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and good evening, everyone. Well, our own quiz kid, Harvey Fishman, is still in Hollywood on a special assignment from the Chicago Times to interview famous movie children. And after we get through with our schoolwork, we're going to switch to Hollywood, where Harvey's waiting with a movie star guest. She's one of our ex-quiz kids, and you'll all remember her by her own name, Smeela Brind. But now, Smeela is a famous movie star with a leading role in the late George Apley, and her Hollywood name is Vanessa Brown. It'll be wonderful to hear Smeela's voice again in our classroom. Now, quiz kids, let's pitch right into our schoolwork and show Smeela that the quiz kids are still a match for tricky questions. Of course, we always call the roll first, so here we go. Patrick? Uh, I'm Patrick Owen Common. I'm nine years old and in 4A at Fort Dearborn School. Ruthie? I'm Ruthie Duskin. I'm 12 years old and in the ninth grade at U High. Alan? I am Alan Sankstone. I'm 12 years old and in the eighth grade at Alcott School. Naomi? I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm eight years old and in the 3A at the Grover Cleveland School. And Joel. I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 10 years old and 6B in the Boca School in Chicago, Illinois. Well, what do you know? Our class tonight is one of the youngest in our quiz kid history. The average age is just 10 years old, but just the same. I'll bet these little juniors will do all right on these tough questions I have here. Now, let's see how many of you, if any, have figured out that first question, which incidentally came all the way from Sapporo, Hokkaido, Japan, from Lieutenant Ben Snyder of the 11th Airborne Division. If a brick weighs one pound plus one half brick, how much does the brick weigh? Well, I see four hands up, but Joel had his hand up first. All right, Joel. Well, if subtracting the half of brick from the whole brick, you got one half of brick, equals one pound, so therefore the brick equals two pounds. Two pounds is right. That's absolutely right. Well, I had a hunch we were going to get one of those big super-duper radios away on that, but my hunch was all wrong. Now I'll get two out of three on this next question from Julian Capers of Dallas, Texas. It's about queens in the Bible. You must identify the queens from their own words. Here's the first part. And she said unto Ahab, 
Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Nabal. Pat? That was uh, Ephaliah. And she said that he had her husband who was the Wait a minute. What did you say, Pat? That was Ephaliah. No. Oh, Jezebel, Jezebel. Jezebel. That's right, Queen Jezebel. Mm Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now the second part. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Ruthie? The queen of Sheba who came to visit King Solomon. That's right, the queen of Sheba. And here's the last part. And she answered, If it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. (laughs) Naomi? Esther. Queen Esther, that is right. Nice going, kids. Ed Chamberlain of Dayton, Ohio, wants us to pretend that we're at a baseball game and try to find three things on the playing field that we also might find in the grandstand. For example, we might see a player on the field fan out. And, of course, we'd see lots of fans in the grandstand. We might even see some fan with a fan fanning a fan without a fan. Never can tell. All right, to satisfy Mr. Chamberlain, you must think of at least three more. Ruthie... Well, in the uh, grandstands, you might hear a baby bawling. A baby bawling. That's very, very cute, Ruthie. Pat? Well, there's a pop fly, I believe, and uh, then there would be pop in the grandstand. There <laughs> most certainly would be pop in the grandstand. Yep, and Mom would probably be there, too. All right, Alan? If there were any rich fans, you might find a diamond up there. There's also one on the baseball field. That's also very good, Alan. Joel? Well, the picture has a lot of curves, and there's plenty in the grand. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and how, Joel? And how? <laughs> Ruthie, I think, has thought of another one. All right, Ruthie. Well, um, if somebody was hungry and hadn't finished their lunch, they might be eating from a plate. Eating from a plate. Yes, sir. Well, say, those were all fine, kids, and that was a lot of fun. Now, here's a good chemistry question from David Sursa of Muncie, Indiana. The objects in the following groups have a chemical element common to the entire group. You name the element they have in common. Two out of three on this one. Now, here's the first group. A diamond ring, a lump of coal, and a piece of pencil lead. Ruthie? Carbon. Carbon, that's right. In um, in, the pencil lead, it's... In the form of graphite, and then coal, it's uh, all mixed up with a lot of impurities. And the diamond, it's in a very hard form. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, all we were asking for was the common element. All right, now, uh, here's the second group. A match, a lemon phosphate, and a bag of fertilizer. Alan? Nitrate? No. Phosphorus? Phosphorus, that's right. And in this third group, what compound do the following have in common? A piece of dry ice, a bottle of soda pop, and a fire extinguisher. Ruthie? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide, that's right. (laughs) Hey, we're just breezing through these questions tonight. Now, in case you kids haven't made up your minds what you want to be when you grow up, John G. Putman of Oregon, Illinois, suggests three vocations found in Gilbert and Sullivan's songs. Irma Glenn will play the numbers on the organ... And you try to ferret out the vocations. Now try to get all three. Here's the first one. 
Joe? Sea captain. And why do you say sea captain? Because it is... I'm the captain of the pinafore. That's right, Like Joe. Gilbert. That's right. A sea captain. Mm-hmm. Or any kind of a captain. Now, let's listen to the next one. It's a wandering minstrel eye. Uh, yeah. So, it be a wandering minstrel, a troubadour or somebody. That's right. And it's from the Mikado, Mikado. By, by Gilbert and Sullivan. That's it's sung by, by Nanky Poo. Yes, Gilbert and Sullivan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> let's listen to this last part. again. Well, for I am a pirate king from Pirates of Penzance. Well, um, is that really the, uh, the uh, name well, of the selection? Oh, better far to live and die. Oh, better far to live and die. That's right. Very good, Ruthie. Now, for our vitamin question, as presented by Mr. Murphy. How can I find out if one-a-day brand multiple vitamins can help me feel better? And the answer, also presented by Mr. Murphy. Try this easy home vitamin test. Ask your druggist for the 60-capsule package of one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. It will cost you just $2, and it will last you 60 days. You take one capsule each day for 60 days, and then you check. Do you feel better as far as your nerves, digestion, and vital energy are concerned? Do your friends tell you you look better? Well, then, the logical answer for you is keep right on taking one-a-day brand multiples. However, if you do not honestly feel the one-a-day brand vitamins have benefited you, we do not want you to pay for them. Take the empty package back to your druggist, and he'll return your money. Start this convincing home vitamin test in your home today. Remember, the brand you want is one-a-day. Now let's have some more schoolwork, Mr. Kelly. Coming right up, Robert. Now, kids, here's a question that makes me dizzy just to read it, so pay close attention. It's from Maryland Jobst of Davenport, Iowa. There are three horses named left, right, and wrong. They are hitched with right on the left, left in the middle, and wrong on the right. Then they are changed with wrong on the left, right in the middle, and left on the right. Then the outside horses change places, in what position is wrong? Ruthie? On the left. Because no? you just said that wrong was changed to the right. Well, let's try... Uh, so, uh, so, so, so if he changed places... So if I'll he wait. changed places with the other outside horse who must be on the left, then he would be on the left. Well, now, let's wait and see. Now, Joe has... Wasn't he, he in the center? Were you, are you asking me? <laughs> I'm telling you. I told you this made me dizzy even to read it, kid. Well, Pat? Well, I'll take a guess, and two of them are guests, so I'll say the uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, you couldn't be wrong. I mean, uh, uh, Alan? I think he was definitely in the center. No. Hmm? Wrong is on the right. Mm-hmm. See, I said then they are changed with wrong on the left, right in the middle, and left and right and left. Right. Well, I'm getting all mixed up here by myself, but the, the correct answer is Wrong, or I mean, is uh, well, yes, wrong is on the right. <clears throat> Next question. Uh, 
We have a miss here, by the way. <laughs> the class missed that question, so that means that uh, Marilyn Jobst of Davenport, Iowa, gets a big zenith from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. It's a $200 radio photograph combination with two FM bands and featuring a sensational new way to play records with the Cobra Tone Arm. Why don't you mail a question to Quiz Kids Chicago, friends? If the kids miss your, qu miss your question, then you get one of those big radio phonograph sets. And if we use your question on the show and the children answer it correctly, you get a new Zenith Standard and Shortwave Clipper Portable. Now back to questions. There are many commodities that we are still unable to buy. But Lulie Livingstone of Pinson, Alabama, asks you what commodities or articles did these characters in mythology really need and never get? What about Icarus? What did he need most? Pat? Well, uh, he, he needed some uh, discipline to stay down with his father when he, got, when he went up to the sun. And also, he should have had stronger wings. Well, I think we can get all of the discipline that we want uh, these days. <laughs> all right, uh, Joel. He needed an airplane. An airplane, that would be come in very handy, wouldn't it? Ruthie? Oh, he needed better wax in his wings. No, that's <laughs> not true either, because the wax would melt even if it was good. I think that I agree with the person that said better wings. Better wings? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Alan? I think... I think that some of the plastics, like Bakelite, could take the place of the wax. Possibly. Well, those are all good suggestions. Uh, how about Niobe? How about Niobe? Ruthie? Well, um, something that would keep... Uh, some kind of a drug that would keep people alive forever. Well... Because she was the one, I believe, who had her uh, sons and daughters and herself killed. Well, uh, that's right, but uh, there's something else... Uh, that I had in mind, uh, and, uh, Pat? Well, she needed six more daughters and seven more sons because uh, <laughs> uh, Apollo killed the sons and uh, Diana killed the daughters all but one. Well, that's true, uh, but I'm thinking about... Joel? Well, she'd probably need a big sheet of metal to cover themselves so they'd hide. Well, I was thinking that once she was transported by a whirlwind to the top of the mountain uh, where she remained uh, with her tears flowing unceasingly... So naturally, I, I thought possibly she might be able to use some handkerchiefs, some hankies, or some Kleenex, something like that. All right, um, uh, how about Phaeton? Phaeton, Pat? Well, he had to be a good driver because he drove from Terry to the sun. Yes, he did, And so. also, he might, uh, he might need a, a stronger whip. A stronger and, whip? Uh, reins to keep yes. horses. Stronger reins? Uh, Ruthie? Well, he needed some kind of a thing that would keep him up into the air because... Uh, well, maybe wings or maybe some kind of a lifting thing, like a balloon or something, because when he fell from the chariot, he sure needed something. He certainly did. You bet. Joel? Well, he needed good trained steeds, and also he needed a road under him. Wrong road under him. <laughs> well, uh, so far, so good. Uh, however, you quiz kids missed uh, one part of that question. That means that uh, Lulie Livingstone of Pinson, Alabama... Uh, who sent in the question gets the big $200 Zenith radio phonograph set. Now, uh, since we're cutting in our roving quiz kid, Harvey Fishman, uh, Fishman from Hollywood again tonight, let's see how well you quiz kids here in our classroom know your movie stars. Mrs. Esther Norman of Moline, Illinois, wants you to imagine you are approaching a movie set and you overhear the following stars speaking. What typical or characteristic expressions might you hear? First star that you hear speaking is uh, Catherine Hepburn. Ruthie? Oh, really, I am. 
<laughs> That's all right, Rosie. And how about Judy Canova? What uh, might she say, uh, Alan? It was back at some sort of junction, but she talked like a farmer. How did she talk? How would she? Can't you uh, remember how it sounded? I can't imitate her. You can't imitate her? Anybody, any of your other children? How about you, uh, Naomi? Well, I think I can, uh, but I don't know what she says. So, I couldn't well, imitate her. Uh, uh, she might say anything, some little expression, uh, if you listen to her on the radio, that uh, you might recall, and you possibly might be able to say it just like she would say it. Can you, uh, how would you say it's a nice day or something like that, or how have you been? Or uh, what's cooking or something like that? <clears throat> how would she say what's cooking? <laughs> Well, let's see. Alan has his hand up. Well, Pedro would come in there and say, Buenas noches, senor, senorita. And she'd say, Buenas noches to you, too, Pedro. <laughs> That's all right. That's very good. You know, uh, all right, Naomi. Well, I could imitate Pedro, but I don't know about... Uh, oh, you can imitate Pedro. Fine. Let's hear you imitating. Para mi, senorita, for speaking in your face. <laughs> Very good, Naomi. <laughs> Muchas gracias. <laughs> you know, last Tuesday was the first anniversary of the world's first atomic bomb explosion on the New Mexico desert. The fourth bomb exploded was the one at Bikini. C.L. Wilson of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, wonders whether you can answer these questions. Two out of three. First, how many ships were sunk at Bikini? Pat? Eighteen, I believe. No, sorry. Joel? Fifteen? No. Ruthie? I think it was five sunk and then the teens injured. Five, uh, five sunk. That is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, within what radius from the actual explosion were ships damaged? Within what radius from the actual explosion were ships damaged? Joel? Well, I know it was supposed to be six miles around. Oh, no, son. No. Alan? I think that was two miles. No. Ruthie? Three miles. No, I'm... Uh, Pat? Ten miles. No, no, I'm afraid you're guessing. Uh, Three-fourths of a mile. Um, tell me this. When will the next atomic bomb test be made? Joel? Uh, July 25th, Thursday. That's very, very good. All right, uh, well, you got uh, two out of that. Now, Bob, uh, these people want to ask you some questions. I was very interested in that home vitamin test you mentioned, Mr. Murphy, but I'd like to know just which vitamins I'd get in one-a-day brand multiple capsules. You get eight different vitamins in one capsule. Vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2, B6, vitamin C, vitamin D, and two additional vitamins of the B complex. Eight different vitamins in one capsule. Uh, you, sir, you have a question? Yes, how do you know that any of us need extra vitamins? That's a fair question, and here's the answer. In government surveys, it has been proven that three out of four American working people do not get enough vitamins to encourage the highest level of health. 
In a test conducted among 2,000 New York school children, 1,300 of them, 65%, were found to be deficient in one or more of the important vitamins. The chances are very high that you yourself are, may not be getting enough vitamins with your food to feel and so look your best. Well, that's pretty strong evidence, Mr. Murphy. Would you review that home vitamin test for us again? Gladly. You ask your druggist for the $2 package of one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Take one capsule each day for 60 days. Then if you don't feel that you have been benefited by one-a-day brand, return the empty package to your druggist and he'll refund your money. Start this home vitamin test right away. And remember, the brand you want is one-a-day. Well, now, Joe, are you ready to switch to Hollywood for Harvey and Vanessa Brown? Oh, no, Bob. We're not quite through with our question list. Pretty soon, though. Let's show Harvey and our charming guest how well you can do with this one, Quiz Kids. This question is from the Ballantines, who have just returned from 18 months overseas with the USO unit. They are here in the studio to provide the music for their own question, and believe me, their harmonica playing is a treat for the ears. Bob Ballantyne will play a chromatic harmonica... And his wife, Agnes, will provide accompaniment on a huge harmonica about a yard long. Now, you kids are to imagine that you're attending a jam session of classic composers, and they all do an arrangement of whispering, which, as you will remember, goes like this. Now then, you will hear three variations on that theme as three classic composers might have written it. You are to name the composer. All right, Valentines, let's have the first one. Bach, Joel. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can take... Uh, well, uh, you give up on that? Uh, Pat, did you have I your I was going to say Beethoven. <laughs> no, no. Ruthie? Brahms? Brahms. Well, it sounded slightly like his Hungarian dance number five. Well... Slightly. I, I think you have something there. <laughs> and also a little bit of Hungarian dance number six in there, too. All right, let's listen to the next one. <laughs> Ruthie? Uh, I think that was Schubert's March Militaire. That's just what it was. That's right. Franz Schubert. <laughs> and here's the last one.
about that one, children? Ruthie? Maybe that's Ravel. That's just who it is, huh? Ravel. Very, very good. That was the bell, and there's the bell, Chris. Kids, that means you don't have another little thing to worry about. The questions are over, and I might add, you did a mighty good job for a 10-year-old class. <laughs> and now we all climb up on radio's magic carpet and whisk away across the country to Hollywood, where Harvey Fishman is waiting to interview our special guest from Movie Land. She's the charming young starlet, Vanessa Brown. You'll all see her soon playing the role of Agnes Willing in the movie production of the late George Apley. But you Quiz Kid fans remember her on our program many times when she was just a little girl Quiz Kid named Smeela Brind. And my goodness, how time passes. Smeela's grown up into a lovely young lady who marries George Apley's son in the picture. We're all aboard, Harvey, and in just about five seconds, we'll be right there with you in Hollywood. Thanks, Mr. Kelly. Hello again. Well, it looks like this is family reunion day on the Quiz Kids. As you know, an old member of our gang has really made good here. And movie folks are expecting great things from her. Gee, I wonder if she still remembers how to introduce herself as a Quiz Kid. Why, certainly. My name is Vanessa Brown. I'm a junior at UCLA. I'm 18 years... Oh, what am I saying? I'm 16 years plus. <laughs> Gosh, you look good. Thank you, Harvey. So do you. How, how you've grown... grown? Yeah, let's do it one at a time. How about you, Vanessa? What's happened to you since you left Broadway and the Quiz Kids? Well, we were lured to Hollywood with a contract. And you've been in a bunch of pictures, I know, because I enjoyed them all. I hope you enjoyed them half as much as I enjoyed making them. Well, what's the nicest thing that's happened to you uh, since you came out here? A Christmas present. A uh, Christmas present? Yes. Mr. Darrell F. Zanuck signed me to a, Christ uh, to a contract last Christmas Eve. Oh, boy, I bet you had a Merry Christmas. A merry year, too. Why, I'm on my second picture for 20th Century Fox already. It's been wonderful. Of all the fine directors we have on the lot, I've had two of the very best. Oh, well, who are you working with right now? Mr. Mankiewicz. J.L. Mankiewicz. He's so... Well, Uncle Joe is wonderful. He must be wonderful. You mentioned his name twice. Well, <laughs> as long as you're plugging your picture, the late George Apley, you might as well tell us the producer's name. Another grand person, Fred Colmar. Good enough. Uh, any other excitement? Yes, I've done radio work. Why, sure. I heard you as Bernadette on Easter Sunday, Vanessa. Uh, say, do you mind if I call you Van for short? Of course not. Oh, Van. Come, come. Is that any way for a newspaper man to act? <laughs> Confidentially, Hart. What's the latest from your Hollywood beat? Oh, hard work. I've been kissed by Mary Pickford. Oh, were you at Pixar, Harvey? How did you like it? Oh, it was swell, especially the swimming pool. Even though I came out adrift. <laughs> I could uh, say something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Is it about time for us to say goodnight? Yes, Harvey, it is. Okay, you say it first, with a little help from William Shakespeare. Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I should say good night till it be morrow. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes. Peace in thy breast. Would I were sleep and peace? So sweet to rest. Good night, Mr. Kelly. Good night until next week, Mr. Kelly.
Well, thank you, Harvey and uh, Vanessa Brown, for getting together on a swell interview. Harvey, we're looking forward to having you back in school soon, and we're also looking forward to your series of articles on uh, Hollywood movie children, which begins in the Chicago Times next Wednesday. Uh, now, Joe, you aren't by any chance forgetting about the report cards on tonight's Quiz Kids, are you? <laughs> well, Bob, I nearly did. I got so interested in Harvey's interview, I almost skipped right past the business of scores. The judges were working while the rest of us were in Hollywood, and they say that as an entire class, you Quiz Kids missed two questions tonight. Ruthie was first, Joel second, Alan third. You three are invited back next week to compete with Brian Woods, age nine, and uh, Naomi Bernard, age 13. And, of course, each of you five children, winners and losers alike, gets a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for your good work tonight. This is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids class until the same time next Sunday. Good night, kids. Good night. Listen to the Quiz Kids every Sunday night and to Lemon Abner every Monday through Thursday. And incidentally, folks, how about checking your home supply of Alka-Seltzer? Alka-Seltzer can be so helpful so often in your family circle, you don't ever want to be without it. It's a wise idea to buy two packages instead of one. Have the extra package handy to tuck in your suitcase or your car when you take a trip. An occasional headache or acid indigestion may be brought on by traveling or your muscles may ache in pain from undue fatigue. When these discomforts bring you grief, try Alka-Seltzer for relief. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.